0: All day I faced the barren waste without the taste of water, cool water. Old Anne and I with throats burned dry and souls that cry for water, cool clean.
1: See that big green tree where the water is. Alright, welcome to Feel Good People. Doing it song and bong style in the shed. We got uh with us, as always, my brother Max House.
2: Hey everybody, the Sundance Kid is
0: back in action.
1: Marcus Miller, the man of the hour, the man who owns the place that we are currently podcasting in.
0: Me, also the Sundance Kid, back in action.
2: Okay, well that's my nickname, so
1: Oh. oh, what's that? What's
2: oh, that swelling? noise?
3: It's a truck going down the road. Oh, maybe not. I think
1: it's, I think it's, the, PA. <laughs> it's the PA. It's slowly <laughs> getting louder. Someone's going to
2: have to slowly get up and turn it off. I think <laughs> we're going to have to restart the episode, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. No way, this
1: is gold. We have Stevie with us as well.
2: Okay, <laughs> someone pass me a fucking lighter. <laughs>
0: yes, oh, please, see please. <laughs> yeah, let's just get the fucking PA done. Okay, there we go,
2: ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> It is... It was such a slow
1: crawl that it was was. like... What? What are you doing? Miller's got a lady. I don't got a lady. How unprofessional am I? Oh, right up there. That's making a lighter motion. There's a white one up
3: top there. I got her,
2: Max. Thank you, everybody, for sticking in the most unprofessional podcast ever. I'm here with my brother, Braden, Jet Bar, Jansen, Steven, the gunslinger, rider, and Marcus, the engineer, Miller. We all here tonight on a hot Saturday night, ready to record a steamy and sensual, not-feel-good people, baby. They call him Marcus
1: Engineer. In my mind, I picture like a steampunk guy with a monocle. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah, that's like, what I'm thinking too. And yeah, the top hat, and he's like, "I'm an engineer." Yeah, yeah. I yeah. have that accent. Like everyone, every reason. engineer he ever lived walks lives around in the, with a monkey wrench in his hand. 1917, and he's like, "My wood."
0: Um, those steam goggles on my forehead. The all workmanship time.
1: on this steam quite fridge is just shoddy.
2: <laughs> the steam. Do you, do you, okay, are you guys for steampunk or against steampunk?
1: What is it? It's like a genre of uh it's like a genre that's like um like a like wild wild west is steampunk where it's like kind of old-timey but it's kind of futuristic cuz it's got like robots that run off steam. Okay. Like old west Smith's but they wild got wild Cogs wild west
2: and stuff so they got modern technology kind <sighs> of
1: Jim West, rough rider
2: I'm against it, because most people that are for it are fucking dweebs. Yeah, that's the thing. Anyways, the next subject. <laughs> <laughs> since since none of you are fucking saying a thing, next subject. <laughs>
1: boom, here we're back. But <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, you know what's interesting, though? Is that steampunk became, like, the chosen hipster style. Yeah. It's, like, big time. Steam, like, it's, like, if you think about it, the steampunk suspenders a curly mustache i mean beards
0: beards big beards yeah. but what's funny is they're not doing it just to like be steampunk they still want to look good you know yeah, so it's like even if they were in the them... steampunk world they'd still be like yeah but i'm a hotter steampunk than you. Some, some of them my beard's more curlier I mean, i've got more
1: most most of them waxing my mustache. Yeah, I've, I've got more
0: shit <laughs> most of them still my, don't my, look my good suit. though
2: most of them still look like geeky people because they're not wearing clothes that fit good to them, they're wearing clothes that fit generally good to any kind of geeky person. So it's like if you're a kind of big guy with glasses and a big beard and curly mustache, and you're also wearing like a flannel shirt, it's like all right, right on.
1: It's I don't know. I feel like big is hard to look good in. No matter if you're if you're a bigger guy. That's it's what like, I mean.
2: That's yeah. why I'm saying I think me and you pull it off in very unique different ways.
1: Right, right. I
2: uh, mean you have. Everyone recognizes me and you as brothers, but me and you have very different... They say,
1: there goes the s- steampunk twins. Me and you have very,
2: d- <laughs> very different type of styles. Right. Even though we're both kind of Johnny Thunders, low-key. You'll find me wearing blue jeans and, you know, tucked in What You'll find me wearing tucked in shirts, for one. You'll find me wearing a lot of tucked in shirts and shit. Oh, and my, my brother's God. always like the jean, yeah. kind of more hard rock. Hard rock man. And we're both big guys, but I feel like we both look old.
0: good in our styles. In but both your styles, you're kind of already halfway to being steampunk if you kind of look at it. Yeah, all you have to do is wear like a yeah. couple of really flashy suspenders. And I do got a, a hat or two, and honestly, you're you're steampunk. I do
1: have a pretty. What if it was instead of steampunk, it was steve mustache. punk, and they all just dress like Steve Ryder? And pretty dope. Oh, i see we could your, all get be <laughs> I'm more DD King punk. Right. Rap rock,
2: yeah, I'm more rap rock where it's like, you know, alarm clock rings, it's time to get up, it's time to do that funky Have you stuff. guys ever
1: seen? Have you seen Dee uh, Dee Ramone's rap career? No, Dee Ramone oh, for uh, a year
2: or two years maybe. Quit the Ramones, tried to start a rap career as Dee Dee King. Cause he knew what it was all about. He got it. He was like, "I get what it's about, man. The oppression, the wearing the gold chains, you know, overcoming oppression, rising up. I get it. You know, I knew what Gucci tie meant, man." And for two years, he was D.D. King, a rap, a rapper who wore gold and. Uh, yeah, he has a song out called uh, Funky. "Funky Funky Man," guy.
1: but it's so bad. It's like, and it's in that super early era rap too, where they're still kind of figuring it out. So it's like, like almost like a Casio keyboard.
3: What, what
1: year was this? What year? Uh, early '80s, mid early 80s? '80s. No, mid, yeah, mid '80s. It's gotta be mid '80s. But like his rhymes are so weak. It's so funny. It's like the videos him getting out of bed. He's like, oh, I'm cocks ringing. Time to get up. Time, Time to, to do, do that funky, that funky stuff.
2: <laughs> I'm a funky man. I got
1: funky bones. I'm a funky man. My name is Eddie Ramon. Ramon. Fuh, fuh, fuh 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 funky. That's the that's the best that's part. The when he just song. says funky, but he just goes. Fa 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 funky <laughs> that's the
2: entire hook for the whole song is just goes fa 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 <laughs> funky I
1: don't I wonder because I took a long time to accept rap right i, I like I was really close minded early on when I was playing music, so I was like, it's not rock, I don't like it We
2: grew up, our family was very music, the music was religion in our house
1: almost yeah, yeah. Do,
2: do you do you get what my- I mean, boy. yeah, where it's like you had a like this certain type of rock because i was the best like new york dolls were the best band new york dolls were jesus in my house and if you said no then that would be like disrespecting religion (laughs)
1: almost you know yeah
2: to an extent it wasn't that strict
1: how are you like with rap did you always were you like anti-rap ever at Point point or were you always full bore like pro rap
0: I think everybody just gets anti-rap because it's the easy thing to do. It's like country.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like I remember so many people for a long time when I asked them what they like, like, I like everything except rap and country.
0: But I think it's not that I don't like rap. It's that I can't, because uh, I'm a musical person on an instrument's side.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, so you were never like a you were never like a fuck rap guy ever.
0: N- no, it's only I just can't drum to it really. So I never right. really liked it because I like to actually like interact with songs. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I can't yeah. sing it because i well. I don't think I'm allowed to sing those lyrics. <laughs> so then what do you do? You try to like drum to it or play guitar to it, and then you're like, yeah. well, I can't do anything on that. So then you start playing actual rock. <clears throat> yeah. So that's the only reason I never like hated it. I just my favorite that's for sure
1: yeah yeah, yeah. there's some rap i love now. like max got me into rap for sure there's some rap i love but like yeah it's because like even to go
2: from mark to steven next like
1: oh yeah same question to stevie what was your question to mark what was there ever a point where you're like fuck rap and then did you like ever change it and be like ah, actually rap's pretty cool
3: oh i <clears throat> probably at one point there probably was like
2: you to listen to m m when you were young
3: yeah really? exactly exactly oh yeah, like we grew up on m to be honest, but uh so it wasn't that much of a no, it never i I honestly didn't fucking I think there was one time that i fucking uh I was uh, talking down on fucking system of a down or something, and I don't know why because I fucking to this day yeah, I love fucking you? system of a down. I know why I love it but uh somebody
0: a fucking punch in the face.
3: But yeah, you know either. what's fucking crazy is how you guys are talking <laughs> about uh, country and, and rap. Now we got country rap.
1: Hey, <laughs> got it all. That's a good point. It's <laughs> also like country and rap are the two, like, as far as selling music genres, are the two genres that sell the most.
2: <clears throat> also, when I was young.
1: Country's I, the only thing that, sell, that actually has real music. I didn't even, music even like the wrong songs because it was poppy and shit. Really? I mean,
2: when I, when I was young, I had a very close-minded idea. Of what a rock and roller was. And that was only the Johnny Thunder type of rock and roller. The one who didn't get paid his dues. The one who was sad his whole life. Because he played beautiful music. I only had the tragic... The tragic artist when I was younger. Was the only artist in my eyes. Like And like Bob Dylan was one of them. But he made it through. He made it big and everything. But he was still... He went through the tragic artist life. To me when I was younger. That's the only person I qualified as like a real artist. Since then of course I've broadened my... Spears, like Brayden said, I was the first one that got him into rap. I'm a big rap fan. Yeah, like, you're a Were fan. you getting to that? You were just rapping. Is that where you were getting to that? Yeah, I was rapping on.
1: Well, no, I just like I just think it's weird that there was ever a time where I could be like, fuck a whole genre of music. You know and what country, I mean? It's not me anymore I think we
2: can all agree, most new country sucks ass.
1: Oh, yeah, I hate stadium country. Mm. Like, most stadium Keith country co- sucks kind ass. Of...
2: Over the past five years, though, I've really gotten a love for Graham Parsons and shit.
1: Oh, Graham Parsons, fantastic.
2: Graham Parsons and, like, you know, all of that early kind of.
1: Even, like, Willie Nelson. Like, Willie Nelson and shit. Even to a point.
2: Like Mark, v- Mark,
1: Mark almost looks like he's b- going to grow up to look like old Willie Nelson. <laughs> like, when Mark's, like, 80, he'll look like Willie Nelson. Like, eventually, band, eventually he'll, when he'll, he'll he hits, smoke twice when he hits, as much. <laughs> when he hits 68, he'll start putting his hair in braids.
2: <laughs> like, the band was rock and roll, but even they felt almost kind of country. By the way that they were so primitive and like very rural Canada, you know, but they yeah. were full of rock and roll. You can't say anything different. No, but yeah, they, no, they, I've they, gained.
3: They made a new John or them guys, man. Like, I've I've hit, gained like Willie Nelson and and uh, and uh, Waylon Jennings. Them boys, man, they they made a whole different sound. Hank. It was
2: Hank Williams.
1: Oh, I remember, like my favorite, one of my favorite I, Hank Williams songs. Was before we moved from the band. So I, I remember, as still me and Colton talk about this and we laugh. We, uh, me, Colton, Mark did the Battle of the Bands at Grizzfest, mm-hmm. and uh, part of the thing was uh, you do one cover and one original, and uh, they were interviewing us afterwards because we won, and me and Colton are such huge fans of the band, massive. But one of the questions they said, is, "Oh, you did a song from the band? You guys big fans?" And they go to Mark for just ask Mark. And he goes, "No, not really." <laughs> <laughs> they look so confused. <laughs> They looked like what? Who's the, who's the
3: band? What band are you talking? <laughs> That's great. I
1: really forgot about that. It was, oh, but the me, band me is me such old still That was almost
3: like old school country. You
2: Just know?
1: the look on the, the interviewer's face, yeah. like, what do the you mean? Why'd you do the song? Like, they were rock
3: and roll, but they had such <laughs> an influence. Been, like, in we won, cultural music. Yeah, well, because yeah. Yeah. Levon Helm was a southern boy, and he fucking he was a southern boy. Very good, classic
1: southern boy. Levon Helm. He
3: made that fucking band. I mean, the rest of the guys were actually Canadian.
1: Yeah, they Canadians I said Levi Helm legitimized <laughs> him because he's the only guy actually from the south in America. Yeah. And Everyone, uh, uh, was
2: Canadian. The whole It wouldn't have amazing. been the
3: same
1: without
2: Levon. It wouldn't have been the same without any one of them. But I mean Levon was definitely that added that
0: extra
1: to? flavor. It was pretty complicated. What song it, are you guys playing? The Night They Drove Old Dixie oh, Down. Oh, man,
3: that's a fucking good tune. Yeah, it's really it's
0: not complicated. It's just that it's a real slow, it's a groovy tune, so you gotta, like, really keep the on that 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 line. Right, on right, Dry- Even when you go and do something different, you have to, like, just be so deadly tight or else that song falls to Leave pieces. On oh, Drums, man, very similar fricking. to Charlie Watts.
2: Right. Him and Charlie Watts are very, um, almost, like, effortlessly perfect what if it was
1: uh charlie twats and he just instead of hands (laughs) he had vaginas he stuck the drumsticks in his vagina hands (laughs)
2: Um, I think that'd be pretty be hot. Funny. Or just
1: Charlie Watch you with a twat. Probably one hell of a grid. Charlie Watch with a twat, and then like Mick Jagger fucks him and stuff. Like, you can fuck me, mate. And then, then, then and
2: then that take a whole new meaning to Keith saying, "I'll
1: always have Charlie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my wife leaves me. me. I'm broke, penniless. I'll always be able to fuck Charlie's twat. I'll always have Charlie's <laughs> Charlie twats. Many
0: twats. <laughs> hey, Charlie, give me your twat head. Do you know
1: in England a twat's actually a dickhead? Yeah, for real. Yeah. I And then that's a that. twat. Mm.
2: Um, something to bring up. Fanny, a vagina in England. Okay, hmm. okay. something a little more cerebral that, to bring up. <laughs> Some more a <laughs> little cerebral to bring up. We all have seen, and I wanted to go through this almost story by story.
1: The Cohen,
2: the Cohen brothers' new film, okay. the ballet of Buster Scruggs. Plow right through my
1: awesome joke. Why don't you? I will. Of um it we all have suck. seen
2: it, right? I did. Stevie? Yeah. Brady, Me and you watched it together? Uh, yeah. Um first off, just give your guys the first opinion. What do you think? <laughs> do you like it? You dislike it? What's up? Marky, you go first. It was good but confusing.
3: Good but confusing. All right. All right. Stevie? Yeah, I know I really liked it. It uh it uh threw a curveball as soon as uh Buster Scruggs died though. I thought he was gonna be in the movie the whole way, but right. he he passed away right at the beginning so fast. of the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's always really.
1: that like one of the shortest parts of the movie.
3: Mm. Yeah. Your
2: general opinion quickly, and then we'll all go around and do other shit. Of the movie itself
1: or I thought you were asking yeah. favorite story.
2: Oh no, no. Overall opinion. Overall. Just just general. Oh, quick. I loved
1: it. That was really I'm good.
2: I'm with Brayden. I overall really loved it. I thought every story had a very it made me want- very poignant moral meaning. I felt like every story I was like, "Oh, I get what they're trying to go through here and I get the meaning of the story. I get the writing and I get the almost purpose of the writing in this story." And it made me feel honestly, it gave me a little bit of a boost as a writer and a director, as you guys know. It gave me a little bit of a boost of like, "Yes, you can write characters and stories like this and It will be accepted, because no matter... Just do your own thing. It It gave me a bit of a boost, because this movie was very focused on characters... That don't have perfect endings or nothing like that. It's more like just vignettes of a piece of a character's life. And that's what I like to write. I like to write dialogue and stuff like that. And to me, this movie was what the Coen brothers did perfectly. Which was not focus on Clint Eastwood... But focus on the guy who helps Clint Eastwood find the bad guy. And he's like a writer... From New York, that what if it was, arrived uh, in on a train that has a goofy mustache. You know, it's it's about the characters and westerns that you're like, I like that character, but he's not the main character. But that's what makes him cool. What if it
1: was Clint eats wood, and he just sucks dick, <laughs> and he's like, he's like does that Clint Eastwood voice? Like, all right, partner, that would be great. <laughs> You got no bullets in your gun. I got two. That would be and great. I'm going to shoot you unless I can suck your dick. That, <laughs> That'd be sad. <laughs> Everybody in the West back in the day, just
2: their last name is Don't fuck are. with Clint Eastwood. What was like, everyone's favorite story?
0: Go ahead. Uh, Marky. Let's do Marky first. I got to think about that one because it's not like they were my favorite. There again, it was a weird movie.
2: I, it was was... A, I felt like Buster Scruggs was the perfect opening to that movie. Because it let you know the tone of the rest of the stories of being kind of goofy, made right? me angry, though, because I want the whole fucking movie to be that. Really? You know, the whole thing. Like, Buster <laughs> Scruggs yeah. was my least favorite. I found, oh, I, I found Tim Blake Nelson kind of annoying with his big teeth. <laughs> yeah, but if you didn't see
0: the other parts, you wouldn't have said that because you'd only know him and you would have loved him. I would have, because I felt like the rest of the stories were classic, just
2: kind of like Mark Twain fables about the human existence and morality and death.
1: And what there's your soul like a means. thing in there, though, with Buster Scruggs, like the whole thing is like... Without Buster Scruggs, it wouldn't have tied it together. The whole thing is like, uh, no matter how good or fast or good you are, there's always someone better. Yeah, because the oh, way it's that, a cool that he was meaning. going,
3: you figured that he'd just be there the whole way through, man, yeah. because he, nobody could kill him, right? Yeah. Then that
1: young, that young suave gunslinger comes in. He was, so, he was in. ridiculously good, the point where he'd like shoot people from behind his back. So wait, that was your
2: favorite Buster Scruggs? Straight
0: up, Uh, I would have to say
1: the guitar he was playing. Yeah, the recording king guitar. Those are like two hundred dollar guitars. Those are actually modern guitars that are made. Like that black guitar. Oh really? Yeah, they're only like two hundred bucks. It makes me want to get one really bad because yeah, they look yeah. cool as shit. Yeah, but I mean, they probably wasn't the actual guitar. Oh no way! Before. It probably sounds like garbage, but I it's like probably it.
0: my guitar that they were playing. <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah, it's
1: it'd probably, be
3: like it'd be like my old guitar, man. It, it probably sounded yeah. just like that an old it, Sears guitar. Yeah, what yeah. was your
0: favorite? Cool Why was that your favorite story? I'm I'm simple to please, man. You just make me something. Just give me something that the song and dance. Aspect. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm fucking I'm fucking dumb, man. I get high, and it's just like he's got a funny voice, and he's <laughs> got a cool guitar. Silly. Yeah. Seriously, Dude,
2: no, I get you. I get you, man. That's fucking fair
0: enough. It's I, very artsy that movie. I don't get. I'm a musician. I, I'm into art, but that was like, ugh. No, no, no,
2: no, no. I think, <laughs> no, no. I think that's totally fine. Your fucking point. Why that's your favorite? That's awesome. That's what Buster Scruggs was. Buster Scruggs was easily the most entertaining. Like, easily the most like song and dance, gunfight, boom, 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 boom. Here's a quick moral. Like Buster Scruggs. I get why you like it. It's I great. think it's just
3: because he was so.
2: Steven what was
3: your favorite? Oh, I like the. Well, I already told you it was the. Scrubs. No, the uh, the gold miner. I like that. Oh, guy. the gold
1: miner's great. Like, Tom look,
0: man, Waits. Before this cast started, okay, I'm not repeating
3: myself again.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tom
3: Waits. What
2: was that short called again? All golds. I can't remember.
0: My yeah.
1: dick's gold.
0: That was a great no, story. No, man, it was the pocket. That. W- that one... No, I don't know. Mr. <laughs> pocket. Like, he's, no, I'm said coming pocket for you, Mr. Does.
1: Pocket! Yeah. That, was
0: such,
3: that was such a fun story.
0: I love yeah, that, that story. Was a really,
3: well, I, just, I didn't expect... When he walked through the fucking bush at the beginning... Yeah. I didn't know what the hell he was going to do. Right. But, yeah. you know, eventually you catch on. You know, he's digging fucking holes. He'd bring, well, and it's most, pretty obvious. Yeah, he pulls most of his the story is just casual like out. him working, right? It's yeah, just, just
2: casually him panning for gold. He, he just pulls his
3: gold pan out and he just starts fucking he digs a hole and he goes and there's you can see in the pan there's flakes right and then and then he no not good enough and there there's flakes in there he but he still he just dumps it out That's and it then to say, he goes me to the- max
1: was saying the same thing like it's i i said yeah you guys find it weird that he just dumps like so many flakes out in the movie <laughs> yeah. right off the bat he's yeah. such a
3: likable old man oh,
1: you're
2: yeah, like yeah. you're like oh this is just someone's goofy Well you grandpa. know he's just he's a nice, straight up guy because he's a nice you know guy. He, he
3: he he wants to find the fucking gold mine he doesn't want to find the fucking these few flakes he's getting in his fucking pan, so he he digs and he digs and he he keeps getting these little flakes and keeps dumping them back into the river, and uh, keeps fucking going and going. Okay, not here, so we'll go upstream a little bit there and dig a hole and or whatever. And
2: he pan he eventually he does the whole process of like a gold prospector. Yeah. He, cause he knows that there's a um, vein. Well, he's just got so much fucking faith in what he's doing. <laughs> he knows that there's a vein up the lake, up the river. He knows there's there's a vein somewhere. And he goes to bed. There's a big that
1: vein. There's a big vein around here. Hey. Big, thick, juicy. Not as big as my vein. vein. Oh. oh. Um,
2: I love. Uh... And the way that story ends. Are we doing spoilers?
1: Yeah, who cares? You've
2: been okay. doing spoilers for the last 30 minutes. All right, yo, if you haven't seen Battle to Buster Scruggs, watch it, because all of us love now, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Coen Brothers, and it's very entertaining. Anyways. Spoiler, I love- everybody dies. <laughs> that must be my favorite spoilers. ending, where he gets shot, and you're like, oh, this guy too, fuck, because I like him so much. And then the young man who let him sit back and do all the work, he jumps down. And then Tom Waits is a fucking alive. He jumps old up. Timer and Timer fucking just yeah. cranks him. Oh, he puts about three shots in him. That was probably the most moment in the movie where I was like, oh, yeah,
3: well, fuck I that was, guy. I was totally like fucking rooting for the old boy, man. Me because, too, me he too. Fuck, I feel like that guy was up on the fucking hillside probably for a week. He did all his work. fucking dig holes. And he fucking finally, he started to get some good fucking, he started yeah, to get was, some good gold. So he just kept digging fucking yeah. deeper and deeper and fuck. And then, uh, Bang! He hits his fucking. He he brings his he brings his fucking. Uh, uh, what the fuck are they? I can't remember the goddamn tool. He brings her out and he starts hacking on this big fucking rock and just the ore. Big fucking gold nuggets start coming out of there eh? and yeah. he pulls one out and then all of a sudden bang! He gets fucking shot and and uh, you know and then buddy's sitting up top and he's he, you know he he's thinking oh I'm I'm fucking gonna. I'm going to fucking have a hell of a fucking payday today. Yeah. And he sits up there and he rolls a smoke. And then he goes to light it up and he Did takes a
1: puff. Like a he rolls a, a loose smoke, cigarette. Yeah, out. just it's like an meat. old roll your own. That's classic tobacco tobacco, smoking a yeah. Joint, yeah. And
3: then he, as soon as he hops down in the hole, he goes up to grab that old boy and fucking bang. Old boy just fucking <clears> winds around and grabs him and just fucking beats the living shit out of him and shoots okay. him and kills him and walks
2: away
1: with his gold he's got a grave that and he's earned. got gold <laughs> yeah fucking <Brandon laughs> loved it man. your
3: favorite story
2: the gal who got rattled
1: no that was my favorite ending to be honest that The the one story with uh, the woman who shot herself at the end, I like the ending of that story, but the beginning, I just wouldn't, I couldn't handle it. It was too boring no? to me. Okay. Yeah, it was just like, so much of her just being like, oh, my brother's dead. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, like, oh. because it was all character development. It what was. was, was, what it, was it, base it, made, it did on make that the one. ending better.
2: Like, like he, yeah. you were at least going along with the ride, being like, okay, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a story.
1: Yeah, for sure. The, and nice, was-
2: the very nice... Cattle wrangler that was with her, Mister Nobbs
3: or If yeah, it didn't have such a good oh. ending, I would have hated. Is that the it. one with the dog?
2: Yeah.
3: Oh man, that was a that, that was, was a good one. one. That was a, that good was a
2: really good one. Good. I like that one. I mean, my favorite. Sorry, continue yours.
1: Uh, James, James Franco never... story.
2: Yeah, that was my favorite. I was going to say James mm. Franco is definitely my favorite story because it's an outlaw who lives in the moment, who's like literally. Describe
1: like the plot of that one.
2: The James Franco story is literally an outlaw who rides up into. I mean, almost like a bank in the middle of nowhere. Like an isolated bank. Almost like Courage the Cowardly Dog. I guess the bank in the middle of a desert, that's fucking weird. He walks in. It's Steven Root, who's the bank teller. And he's talking all weird. And they <clears throat> James Franco's talking to him. And he's like, have you ever been robbed? Yeah, okay. James Franco goes to rob him. And then he pulls three shotguns. And he runs out the back of the bank. And then they have a thing. James Franco gets caught by these... uh by these marshals for robbing the bank, and then he's there. But then a bunch of Comanches come, interrupt that hang The whole time, James Franco is very in the moment. To me... To he's me, never worried. To That's me, what I love yeah, about To him. me, this story, James Franco, he's like the perfect Keith Richards rock star slash outlaw where he's able to live in the moment... And how so no, much no matter how dire circumstances and how, are, and how so much of all the other stories are about
3: death and the future. The only time he's actually worried in that situation is when the it's been like hours and hours, and the horse keeps fucking inching forward. Yeah, a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, And exactly. he's fucking, he's got his neck way back. And yeah, he's, yeah. And he's fucking just hanging but on. So, it, he's so, like, "Don't go anywhere." <laughs>
2: so much of the stories have to do with death and what's going to happen. What happens if I do this? You know, so much of the stories have to do with people worrying about consequences consequences happening, blah, 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 whatever. James Franco is the only character where death really isn't the main thing in his story. The main <clears> thing <throat> in James Franco's story is living, right? And he lives through all these terrible this things. A good point. And all a point. And at the end, it's the perfect, to me, the perfect analogy for what it takes a person who's non-depressed to live through a day, which is... Well, oh, it
1: takes to not be full of depression and anxiety. It's just to literally live in the moment. Literally live in the moment. Because be be at the end, he's there, he's about then. to
2: die... I mean... Yeah, he's me. about to
1: die. He's so cool. He like looks over at the guy crying. Yeah. He's like, first time? That was such a great moment. Like
2: me, me, I'd be thinking about death. What's going to happen after death? Where's my maker? I'm thinking about fucking the meeting of Godot, I'm thinking about Jacob's Ladder. All this shit. Gail Gadot. I'm well thinking about woman. Gal Gadot. James Franco literally has the peace of mind to look at cool. a very pretty girl and the music kind of silences and the strings swell and you kind of see a nice cool breeze coming through and it's very peaceful. And you're just looking at this very beautiful woman. And James Franco perfectly describes it. And he's just like, now there's a pretty girl. And then, boom, he dies. But he's able to stay in that last moment. And I feel like if everyone was able to stay in moments like that and capture moments that well, they would all be not anxious and fucking freaked out
1: and shit. That moment. And that candy bar, you fucking, you've been manhandling that candy bar. So for the audience, Max has got a candy bar and he's just been raining it through his hands (laughs) like it's rope. And now it's it's still in the wrapper, but it's like a bag of sand he's holding. Like, it's like a bean bag. It's just melted. Fucking that candy bar is liquid. You can cut a little corner off and use it as a piping bag and pipe the chocolate onto a cupcake. Like. My second favorite (laughs) is the last story, which deals with. haggard that candy bar. The last story,
2: unfortunately, deals with a ...mental illness I've been dealing with for the past five years, which is believing that I'm already dead and on my way, on my passage to heaven or hell. But, unfortunately, it's well written and it's fucking awesome,
0: the last story. Isn't this... Technically, the passage to heaven or hell already. No, this the is shed? life. No, no, just <laughs> no. the shed right here. <laughs> the shed
1: is purgatory. No, it's, it's like not. lost. It's oh, not. Yeah, the, the game, no, no, no. The the way, way, is, this <laughs> is this is this is life. You <laughs> once only, you're in the shed, you, you can't leave the go shed. On the passage.
2: <laughs> you only start the journey once you die. Then a whole new journey mm, starts about your way to either your redemption, your reincarnation, or. Maybe you're ignorant. Maybe you're ignorance and maybe you live your life over again for a million years until you get it right.
0: Maybe I do seek redemption, you know. That's why I get a gang together and I ride (laughs) in the
1: sunset. That's why why I get a gang together and I take what I want and I beat people up who I don't like. (laughs) You start describing all the things that would like lead to the anti version of redemption, it's like that's why I steal and I I uh, I punch my mom in the face when she pisses me off. (laughs) It's like everyone (laughs) recommended.
2: I recommend it. Everyone recommend it. Oh, the movie,
3: Buster Scruggs.
1: Yeah, I I totally
3: recommend it. Yeah. Do
1: you think Buster Scruggs is loosely based off of Bugs Bunny? No, I hope so. How it's so W. B. cartoony. It's so like Bugs Bunny. Bunny.
2: Uh, maybe to a bit. I think it's more. Buster, just like... Buster Bugs.
1: The whole film. I mean, to be that's like, the only connection I really made. Is that their names? It makes a lot of sense. sense.
2: The whole film, the scenes
3: are are always skipping. You know, bad, you know, like the, over and over. Like you know, you got fucking, you got uh the whole the scene film. And the next scene, and the next scene, and the next scene. The whole film's supposed
2: to be like it's shot in the thirties.
3: Like it's made, but like the studio is. No, it's eighteen
2: hundreds. It's
1: shot in the thirties.
2: No, 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 no. It's based in the West, but it's like. They're making... It's like they
1: make it like they made old Western movies in the 60s and 30s and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. They're, mm-hmm. the, the
2: filmmaking is how people made films in the 30s and stuff like that, of old West. That's why it has that tongue-in-cheek element to it, which I really love. I just think it's the Coen brothers are perfect at writing characters that maybe mean nothing, but at the same time, for that story, mean everything, and I love it. Maybe they you should know, write like more the like dude. the Fairly brothers.
0: Okay? You fall in love yeah, with you.
1: Yeah, the, Far- you- the Conan's and the Fairly just decided to trade scripts for a gas. They're just like, like Please, fuck no. it. Like, fuck it, dude. All right, here's a story Please, no. about uh, two brothers. And the thing about the brothers is, is they have one asshole. And they got to <laughs> shit through the same asshole. <laughs> but one of the brothers is gay and the other one's not. So that brother's got to get fucked in the ass and he's not even gay. Go ahead, Cohen brothers. And then the Cohen brothers give him some masterpiece And they're like, yeah, this is great. This is everything. This is drama. It's intriguing. It's got a lot of intellectual content, but... And it's got one asshole. But where... Yeah, one asshole. The whole script. (laughs) And
2: one asshole. (laughs) They've done it again. There's no foreskin jokes, Coen's.
1: And you guys are Jewish. I thought you'd put in a foreskin (laughs) joke. You know, I heard... I heard a rumor. Not a rumor. I heard a podcast where they said they heard a rumor. Mm -hmm. Where they said uh, that Dumb and Dumber is actually... Um, who wrote it? Breakfast Club, Pierce Bueller. Really, John Hughes. John Hughes script, but he took his name off it because he was ashamed of it. But that's a old, that's a fan theory. It's not a fan. It's like a like a rumor in Hollywood. Like I heard it like well a theory. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. I love that. Like uh, I yeah I heard that like Dumb and Dumber was like a John Hughes script that he was like ashamed of and he just sold.
3: Why? Because it wasn't his style. Maybe?
1: Yeah, because now, like the emo- like a lot of John Hughes stuff has like a lot of emotional weight, and like I feel like John Hughes, even though like I can see that just from the
2: Pretty Bird scene,
1: where he has a dead bird and it's like Pretty Bird, Pretty Bird. <laughs> that's, oh, that's that's very the, John that's, Hughes. That's one of the best parts of that. Uh, did he write the second one? Probably. <laughs> that's probably his masterpiece, right? <laughs> what was your dumber? okay, okay, no, just quick roundtable favorite moment from Dumb and Dumber, just to honor that classic.
0: From dumb and dumb, like the first one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Because I have a lot on the second one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because I got a whole list for the second one. But actually, can I just say the entire Ooh. second movie is my
2: favorite? <laughs> yeah. Probably where either the tits story where tits
0: become lights.
2: Oh yeah, where
1: he's as a fantasy. Yeah, the
2: yeah. fart
0: one is always pretty good. Yeah. Yeah,
2: he... yeah that or when he clogs the toilet.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh man, that's fuck. Jesus Christ, that's mine, dude. I awesome. had a.
1: I did this. Oh fuck! I didn't talk about this in the podcast, which is insane, because it's such a not feeling people story. Before we get to everyone's moment again, sorry, it's interrupting this, but I'm starting to get a little buzzed. And, yeah, I'm feeling yeah. good for everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listening, feeling it's fine. A fucking
2: pirate night right now with like a old school jug of rum in between his <laughs> yeah.
1: legs. Anyway, it's whiskey. <laughs>
2: But oh, uh, cowboy, cowboy. Because you reminded
1: me, you said the shit scene from Dumb and Dumber, you know, that loud, violent, farty shit he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That reminds me. Um, I was really depressed one day going to work. Mm-hmm. and I was Dominoes?
2: Like, or just no, no, K-Pack. my current work. Okay,
1: yeah. And, uh, you know, it's the thing that got me diabetes in the first place. Like when I get depressed, I just want to eat shitty food. It's just like my go to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck it. So I stopped at the dollar store on the way to work. And at the dollar store, they have sugar-free candy, like diabetic candy. So I got like, I've only ever gotten like one bag that has like three or four pieces in it. So I got like three, four bags of diabetic candy. Sugarless, right? So I'm like, it's fine. And I go, I mouth all (laughs) four (laughs) bags. And uh, Max told me this story later on, but from that point on, my guts were fucked like I had the most violent shit of my life like were you Afterwards. aching in your guts my guts were aching and it was just like, <laughs> like you were my, my, pain, my asshole right? was like a machine gun it was like <laughs> and like <laughs> you were in pretty severe pain weren't you Tons of pain, tons of pain in my stomach and like constantly like fucking huge farts. And if I didn't fart, it just hurt so bad. And it was just like, there was like PSI behind it. You know what I mean? Like I if you hook my ass up to a tube, (laughs) I could fill up an automobile with it. It was so, it was one one of those things where it was like, it was one of those rare moments where I farted so much. It didn't even stink because it was just air and it just hurt. And I didn't, I literally, the only thing I had that day was those diabetic candies because I was like, I woke up late, got into a fight with my girlfriend, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna no. eat these diabetic Dude, candies. But it was worst. like, it was weird because it, like, I'm like, I don't, because there was no warning on the bag or anything, <laughs> but like, I felt full the whole day. The whole day I felt way full. And then Max told me the story about this other. You tell, tell him the story <laughs> before you go and take a piss, for whatever it's gonna do. Cause uh, I was yeah. like, I told Max the story and I'm like, I don't get it. And then Max relayed this information to me. My idols
2: out there, Mega64, shout out. Derek from Mega64 told this story where uh, he went to the store and he bought some candy and he didn't realize it was diabetic, right? And he's like, alright, and he just went home and played video games, and it was a Friday, whatever, he had nothing to do, and he was just eating a bunch of candy or whatever, and he looked on the bag and it said... It gave a warning of like diabetic candy. Don't eat too much or something over a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> and he ate the whole bag. and He was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> and the next two days, oh, at the next two days, it felt like he had stomach cancer. <laughs> oh, no. The next two days, because he's not diabetic either. Like he's not, he's not even diabetic. So he just ate a bunch of these candies, <laughs> and it was like, "Don't eat any." And for the next two days, it felt like he had stomach cancer. Like. It was so painful and he was shitting so much, but he was constipated at the same time. And it was just hell for the next two days because he ate all this diabetic candy. So I don't know what they put in that, but yeah. But
1: it's probably not good for you. It's like it was sweet, but it's not sugar. Don't, Guaranteed it's just pure poison. Don't <laughs> eat a lot of diabetic candy. And that reminds me of. Uh... My I, I know somebody who lived with an old man who had a- ass cancer. Oh, as as no. funny as it sounds, but it's not funny. <laughs> old man who had ass cancer, and she, her, and her boyfriend lived with this old man who had ass cancer. They're taking care of him, and then, literally, he was dying. He was dying in oh, the house, right? Fuck. And uh, did he just like shit <laughs> all the time? Well, yeah, I, I don't probably. But one time in particular, That's they told me about a story brutal. where. They went to the bat. He's like the old man's like, I messed up your bathroom. I'm really sorry. And he goes back downstairs, and they go up, and there's just because he he's so rotted, his asshole so rotted with cancer, mm. that he literally left chunks of his asshole on the floor Ooh, and in the toilet, gosh. like just like chunks of rotted meat fell out of his ass, oh, yeah. and the boyfriend had to like clean it up. Isn't that fucking <laughs> insane? Could you imagine? <laughs> You're like, honey, your goddamn dad left his ass on the floor again.
0: <laughs> Are you sure it's his? <laughs> well, it
1: definitely <laughs> ain't mine. Yes, <Yeah>, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like his ass. <laughs> Smells like what he fought. Oh, that was brutal, man. This is a girl named Sophie. She's your cousin. You're related to her. I am. Sophie. It <laughs> doesn't even. know. <laughs> I'm not related to her. Aren't you related to this? Oh, you just lived is by Is that her? the one that was yeah. dating the
3: bass player back in the day?
1: Yeah, Lucas. Yeah, Lucas. I, I've oh, been doing this geez. thing where. Uh, I just I just harass her Facebook where uh she went to um she like po- she'd post on her wall every post she'd post on her wall going to Matthew good and three days grace and then I would just post what if it was three gays grace <laughs> <laughs> I just leave it in her comment section and it, uh, it's great I'm just uh, torturing her and uh she left a review for like this Mexican restaurant she went to and like a Christmas, like uh, a Christmas party. I don't know if it was, it was a staff party. And she said she's listing all the menu items. She's like the sex in a pan was great. And it was like, I thought it was perfect because the name sex in a pan is already provocative. So I changed the name to sex in a man. <laughs> and then she kept deleting my comment Because her work friends were seeing it
3: As you were doing it? Yeah,
1: I kept deleting my comment So then I just went to a different review of that restaurant And I just went, what if it was called, Sex in a Man? <laughs> and tagged her in it? Oh, it was fantastic
0: So you just started harassing other people with the review of that shit? Yeah, yeah, and then
1: tagging her in it So she's connected to my horrible comment
0: That's fucking funny, man
1: Yeah, that was fun
0: So what's the end game with that one?
1: I don't know deep? Wait until she gets mad. Like, I'm waiting for her to get legit mad, I guess. And then I'll stop. (laughs)
0: then I'll stop. Then I'll stop and then I'll fuck her.
1: And there was, like, the last one was, like, a thing about the pipelines. Who? Where it was, like, uh, Sophie, I'm harassing her by just doing what ifs on her comment section. So, like... Sophie
0: Allen? Yeah, yeah.
1: She'd post something about, uh... (laughs) Remember
0: I did a
3: really cool trick on my fucking old bicycle in front of her one time and I felt, uh felt pretty neat. Do
1: you What'd you do? What
0: happened?
2: To this? Uh, I just do you hit think a, she listens to this? I hit a, oh, I hit a jump real quick.
3: More. It was, uh, we were playing a show at the...
2: She used to fuck Lucas.
3: At hey, the Pioneer what? Village. I think she's a very
1: pretty lady. Yeah. Um, anyways, so the <laughs> last one I did, I kept <laughs> doing like so. puns on her, on her wall. So she posted something about like this Mexican restaurant and one of the items was sex in a pan. And then she talked about it in her comment. Mm-hmm. I said, what if it was sex in a man? <laughs> just stuff like that. I do that with every comment on her wall. And the latest one, I wonder if she Oh, there's a new comment. Oh she deleted the post. Oh fuck, I can't remember what it was. Hold on. Yeah. I just said she was pretty. It was the pi it was like something with the pipeline where someone was like Oh what was it? Yeah, someone like the headline was like stop the pipeline. And it, was like a, it was like a political keep post. going it was a political post and then, the the comment, a and then everyone in the comment and then everyone comment section was like fuck that what are these guys idiots and Sophie was like I know and then just underneath all their very like I can't believe these people kind of posts, I posted what if it was top the pipeline and they only hired homosexual tops <laughs> 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 it's good times <laughs>
2: Oh, that's clever. <laughs> At least they catch That's what golden. I f- <laughs> Honestly, that's what I think about the issue. I can't fuck about the pipeline. What if it was top the pipeline? They got a bunch <laughs> well, of hired guys who
1: fucked in the ass and didn't get fucked in then the I, ass. Then I
2: might have point one interest in what the pipeline it's is the even headline, about The <laughs> headline I feel
1: like top the pipeline. It's just like some super gay guy in like rainbow. uh I want to say scrubs, but a that's tire, not what they wear in the pipeline. They wear fucking overalls. No, they wear the Cover. coveralls.
2: <laughs> Shouts shout out to
3: Lucas Machula. Yeah, man. I
1: haven't seen I, that guy
2: do
3: a dip in a while. I, I wanted to get with Sophie Ellen a couple times. That guy used to be the <laughs> master of the dip. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that
0: not a shout out to Luke. <laughs>
2: Because they're like Ross and
3: Rachel Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Lucas Machula. I haven't... (laughs) I
2: (laughs) want to
0: fuck his old lady. (laughs) I fuck her so bad. (laughs) What's wrong with
2: you? Okay, I didn't say fucker so bad. <laughs> okay, Marky. <Marquee. laughs> Fucking project yourself on me a little more, buddy. I <laughs> know no, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> what's wrong oh, with that? Shouts out to Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> he hit that for years. He knows what it's about.
1: I remember one time Lucas, we're hanging out with Lucas, and he told a story about how he fucked Sophie in the ass and he called it <sighs> Quake. <'cause it's-> <laughs> 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 Because he was trying to play Quake, the game Quake. (laughs) He was trying to play Quake, and she was bugging him so that he had sex, and so the first time they had ass sex, and Lucas said, so we had a little Quake of our own, or something like that. And then from then on, for the longest time, I referred to ass sex as Quake. Have a little quake <laughs> Lucas
3: you dirty fucker I love you mate I never <laughs> expect that guy We to gotta
2: tag Lucas back. Machula In
3: this podcast <laughs> I love you Lucas Is that guy even
1: around Are Oh we should more? call this podcast quake. His brother <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can I say something His brother Zach Machula A really nice guy Yeah he school. Fucking right Oh yeah really he was guy, He had a wedding And never invited Any of his old friends To his wedding <laughs> <laughs>
1: That <laughs> fucking Yeah he was They had a wedding that's a fucking <laughs> That fucking
2: backstabber prick man Fuck. Zach Machula, no, I you, love you. You were always so nice. It's probably cause, Why, cause Why? Cause you Why wouldn't you send me brand. an invite to your fucking wedding? Or Cass Glenn, your best friend throughout all high school. He didn't invite school. Cass Glenn. He didn't invite Glass Glenn to his what? wedding.
3: <laughs> that was his good buddy Lucas Machula,
2: I want you to go out there and fuck every girl in Edmonton. <laughs> and you know what? Quake I em. want you to do it. Yeah, Quake. Quake. I want you quake. to quake! <laughs> I want you to quake all of Edmonton. This is gonna be an eight point two baby, eight point two quake. Lucas Machula fucks eight point two percent of all of Edmonton in the ass. It's, it
1: sounds so unimpressive, but it's probably a super impressive number. Lucas Machula is a. Really, like, there's no way we've our numbers have reached the like all the jokes eight point two percent population. All jokes Edmonton. aside. All jokes aside.
2: I think Lucas Machula is a really good guy. I really have respect for him, because he had faith in me as a bass player when I didn't have faith in myself for nothing, and I kind of let him down as a bass player, because he... You have, like, a debt. He, he offered... I have a debt for Lucas, you because... You like True
1: Detective, like, you're going to learn how to be a really good bass player at 42, because you're like, we have a debt to be paid, or something I, like that.
2: I owe Lucas. Like, if Lucas... Yeah, like, if Lucas needed me to Ray Valcour him, I totally would, because he had faith in me as a bass player that he offered me bass in his own band his new band, and I just wasn't there. I was Max House, and at that time, I just started drinking and shit. And so I, w- I started turning into Max House 2.0, you know, the really crazy Max House who would uh, always make people hate him and go out and antagonize people. I was turning yeah. into that Max House, so I was on the road to that, and I just had no time road to... Road to ruin, buddy. Yeah, and I had no time to practice with Lucas, but I always felt so sad because he was one of the only guys who actually had faith in me and was there to get me along and teach me into music because I don't really hang out with people anymore because he had faith for me and, and I just wanted to say that okay. I, I always really appreciate that Lucas and all jokes aside I will always have respect for you for all that because aside, because, because, make not, a sign. because even since then barely has anyone outside my family ever shown me that much just faith
3: so thank uh, you Lucas Machula.
1: Steve you moved into a new house how's that it's going really good yeah you like living in town
3: I like living in town because, uh, I don't, I can't drive right now. So makes it, uh, makes it a lot, a Easier lot nicer.
1: You live right behind a grocery store. So that yeah. must be nice. It,
3: well, I've only actually, since I lived there, I've only been in there once. Cause I had what? to grab milk. I had to get some milk for, uh, some coffee. Strong bones. I love but, it. I'd be uh, like, yeah,
0: oddly enough, uh, right when I moved in, I quit eating groceries. <laughs> 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 Uh, well, the, thing is, the <laughs> thing, is, yeah, <laughs> the thing
3: is, is I, 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 don't really typically do that uh, sort of deal, you know, grocery you shopping. You're not. I don't. Nor- I don't normally do that. But Casey, what, what about Casey? I give her a uh, dole, and she goes and grabs it. Okay. Because I'm usually working. Eh? I'm usually on the right. in the truck, and right. I'm hauling some hauling some logs.
2: You're usually, <laughs> busy doing your man thing.
3: I I like it that way, to be honest with you. Yeah. She she, she I she's not gonna her. like it when she hears it, but uh yeah. I like to go to work and uh come home and everything's all all good and nice and it Seems like a nice housewife, like Casey. <laughs>
0: yeah, she's
3: You guys awesome. have a
2: very cute relationship, may I say. Yeah, it's super. I cute. like I like seeing you and Casey together. It's very nice. It's, v- it's very cute.
0: awesome. It's super cute. I appreciate yeah, it. Does it's that make very you feel good okay when
2: I say your relationship's <laughs> super cute? It's a very. I'm not even joking around. It is a very cute
3: relationship. Thank you. It's very cute seeing cute. you guys together. Yeah. Well, we try and uh, we try and keep it cute, you know. It is cute. We try and keep it cute. Keep and, it cute, uh,
0: man. Keep it fresh and keep it cute. That's what I always say. Okay, so Mark's being facetious That's here. He, Mark's, <laughs> Mark's being an asshole here. Okay. Anyways, go on just you're, you're, you're
2: just being cute, man <laughs> Get out of <laughs> here So anyways, Stevie Carry on Carry on, mate
1: Party on, Wayne Party on, guys What are you going on about? I can't remember My answer buzzing something foul, man Oh, it's because you got ass cancer Ooh, I was man. saying him and Casey have, have a
2: very cute relationship Steve and Casey
1: Yeah, they're definitely you are a good couple
2: a couple cute. You guys
1: you. work very well together. I like it. Um, I've been Thank playing you. Red Dead Online too. Your character looks like you, but one little criticism: you made the top of his head too wide. He looks almost like like really his cheeks.
2: E- yes. Um. Well, it's like a character of me. We yeah. should almost upload that picture as the.
1: Yeah, I'll do that. That saves me from having to do a Photoshop
2: we I mean, should do me cause I took a picture with Dakota and Dakota's character looks just like him too it's a character of me really but anyways
1: screenshot both of those and send it to me Just like uh, you, guys, you guys know you guys you no know, it's like Red Dead Redemption too. I've talked about yeah.
2: how I've oh, talked same about same how way. I like to make my character look just like me I made my character look just fucking like me and me and Dakota are riding the old Wild West, man. We're just fucking hanging out. We're going to saloons. We're drinking whiskey. Then we're going for a nice <laughs> Digital whiskey. W- then we're going for a nice ride down the river. Oh, there's the canoe. You want to for- go for a canoe ride down the river? Yeah. Is there
3: online to where you guys can actually buddy around? This is what we're game?
2: doing. Yeah, this is what we're doing. You want to go oh, for fuck. a canoe ride down the river? Yeah. Oh,
1: th- fuck. Queens, you're my best this, friend. This guy playing. just
2: stole Dakota's horse. So I ride above Dakota. I'm like, stay back. I pull out my fucking pistol. (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. Put five in the guy's head from my hip. Buster Scruggs style. Yeah, and I'm like, fucking Dakota, come get your horse. This motherfucker comes back. He's fucking ours. He comes back a couple more times. I kill him a couple more times with my pistol at my hip. It's just such a fun fucking time, man. People are talking about uh, pay to win. It's pay to win. It's not. I haven't paid a single fucking dollar, and I can win a game
3: easy as nothing. What do you mean pay pay to win? Pay to
2: win as like you pay... If you pay money, you get better weapons and stuff like that. Oh, like
3: you actually pay real money? Pay real
1: money. But I haven't
2: found that, that and I've just been using the in game shit, and I've been winning tons of games. That was a sick
1: fart. That was (laughs) great. The gurgle. Oh, I hope that fucking came through in the recording. (laughs) It was fantastic. I hope so. That was a a Mona Lisa. I should have threw it down
3: there.
1: (laughs) But uh, I I couldn't,
3: I can't, I can't, I can't even imagine fucking for a game to throw real money into a game. I can't imagine doing <laughs> that bullshit, like man.
2: That. GTA five is now like that. Yeah, really. Fuck
3: that. GTA 5 is now... If you, you can get through th- it without paying money, then why not just fucking tough it out and <laughs> play it freely? <coughs> that's
2: now. what I mean. But you heard my review on the main story. I just imagine. Which is just it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's What's, the fucking shit. Oh, that's a fucking... Cool but, um, what do you do during multiplayer? Like, I mean, isn't <coughs> it... I want you and Steve to look at my character. <laughs> it's literally me. Because I... I have a green shirt that looks it's just a more like Reagan? To be fair, you were very
1: unkind to yourself because you look better than your character version. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. Which is usually the opposite when you, when of video you, games. When you,
2: No, no, no. But I found when you're making a character in a video game, the best way to make it look like you is characterize yourself. Take your worst features, accentuate them, and then your character will actually look like you. I do think I'm more
1: handsome than my character. You are. But, it's usually the opposite. But When I ever try to make myself look like a character in a video game, I'm, like, way more svelte and, like, better looking. But if I
2: think I made this guy any more handsome, he wouldn't look like me. <sighs> That's the thing. But anyway, show, look like this. Bobby, huh? show this to Stevie. <laughs> I have the exact same shirt as that guy, too. The green shirt. <laughs> what do you think?
0: You look like a young and, young and chipper Tom Selleck. <laughs> Tom Selleck? Man. Blair, Blair thought that Is picture was made for was a quick session.
2: No, no, Steve's got to see it up close. Blair, Blair thought it was me for a quick second.
3: Really? Yeah, <laughs> looks fucking a lot like you, bud. The hair. The, the hair, hair man, right? The hair, the hair
1: you nailed. The, the hair, hair they have fucking, just like mine,
3: man. It, like it, everything except the fucking uh the the jawline and the stash is fucking exactly the same, man. Honestly. Yeah. You got a Tom
0: Selleck jawline. Did yeah, well, jawline,
3: man. The jaw the jawline the jawline is uh Honestly man You got a better Fucking jawline Yeah Like
1: <laughs> Max, is, in the, Max like, is Zoolander posing yeah. Right now He's sucking his cheeks And he's giving him The magnum Blue But the, seal
3: The stash yeah. man You just gotta You just gotta Twirl that cocksucker Way out On your fucking a little bit. On the top get But I, bet, I
2: mean The stash is pretty much exact
3: Well, no, it's close, man, but your stash goes down, right? And this one just goes straight up. The character's way browner than you are in real life. You're more pale than that character. Am I more pale than that character? Yeah, absolutely. I'm more
2: white looking than that guy. He's red, man.
3: He's like a lobster, man. He's
2: like a. He's He's a a native. That guy's full native. I'm maxed out. (laughs) That guy's full native on there? He's
1: got a weirder chin than you. You have a. Yeah.
2: More handsome? Yeah, I'm more handsome than my character. Your cheeks are like in the Wild West.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Um. But it's close. It's fucking close. Steven. You have more of a sinister jawline. That's the only yeah. way I can say like Do you guys, it uh... Be sinister? Yeah, because of, like, the way you got your 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 chin hair and stuff right now, you definitely come off as, like, the mayor that's about to fuck everybody over. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh! You come to my humble little town?
0: <laughs> I love that!
3: I love that!
1: For sure. He's evil-looking. He's a rat, so. A little Lee Van Cleef. Um, how was the... Christening the house, man Was a fantastic You just do it on the bare floor What do you mean, man? First sex in First the house First fuck in the house
3: Uh, I can't even
1: remember where we did it, man But, It's uh, <laughs> so crazy like, I don't even remember where it was I thought <laughs> I was in space <laughs> <laughs> Zero gravity <laughs> did, the did, I, sex? did I say it like did I was Did you stoked? guys <laughs> fuck for hours or days?
3: No, uh It was, it was probably pretty
0: nice just break break. They're, <laughs> just, they're just fucking in the driveway. <laughs> make it out, make it out of the car door. <laughs> oh my God! Look at how hard this asphalt is. <laughs> I'm gonna take you on this asphalt.
1: <sighs> More like asphalt. Asphalt. Right. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna make your ass. When you asphalt.
2: moved into the basement underneath the second-hand store, yes, with Danny, yes, did you guys, quote unquote, christen it then? Probably. I don't remember really. No, but did you guys? Were you a guy who like? Would make a joke like that, like oh, I guess we're christening. No, you like, know what? I guess we're
1: christening it in, in, in. You know what? I just, I was like, I wasn't sure where the podcast was going, so I thought I'd ask an obnoxious question. <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, I'm really not that guy. <laughs>
2: You're not a <laughs> in type of like, guy. I'm just like,
1: I'm like, oh, where can we go from here? We're already now. talking about Red Dead. You're
2: <laughs> a christening it in, guy. It's okay. we're talking really. about Red Dead. We, I know. We're, no, we're, I was we are okay. Buster Scruggs. I recommend it, too. I think it's a fucking fantastic film where the Coen brothers take five different stories that take place in the Old West. Oh, that, uh... Which is perfect because if you take a story in the Old West, it's so easy to Mark Twain that shit and make every story seem like um, a parable about some sort of moral. And I felt like each story had a very, very easy-to-identify moral in it. Oh,
3: yeah. Each
2: story had a very, like... This is what you're supposed to take from the story. And that's what I loved about it. It was classic literature Shit put into film.
1: So, <laughs> what if it, instead of it was Buster Scruggs, it was busted nuts and every character fucking came in their pants at the end. <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> fuck the gal who got exactly. that. If, if that has happened, though, that'd be, can you imagine if it was like Buster <laughs> Scruggs, right? The the first story, Buster Scruggs, fast guy in the west, gets gunned down. Before he dies, he jizzes his pants because he's just so happy that he finally got bested. The next one, James Franco sees the pretty girl, busting his nuts. Uh, fucking Tom rattled. Waits, fucking <laughs> gets all that gold, busts in his pants. Fucking uh, the girl who got rattled. Uh, 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 the girl, the girl who shot herself. The girl in <laughs> the m- head. The old man finds her dead, busting his jeans. <laughs> She's married to Paul
2: Dano in real life.
1: <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Uh, she she's a playwright. The uh, the show business one. The guy with yeah, the, uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah, Liam Neeson busted in that storyline. He fucked a hooker. So there you go. There's your bust right there. <laughs> bust. Oh man, uh, that was how no, man. It was, it was finds
0: sad. The, chick the chicken. It's he, when he,
2: when the chicken <laughs> bust is not Frenchman. When Frenchman busts is not.
3: Yeah, Cause dude. he's French. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when uh, he turned last, that when he turned that guy around, man, I, I felt so terrible. Last one when
1: they're talking to the uh, the hitman, when he's like, I distract him, he thumps him. He goes, I distract him, he comes him. And then they all come their pants at the end. (laughs) Busted nuts instead of busted (laughs) scrugs. I love it. I'm gonna come. Get the fucking. That's the point. Get the
2: stroke man to stop. The stroke man will not stop. His rule is to not stop. The stroke man's rule is to not stop on the way. (laughs) He doesn't stop until we all bust. the (laughs) The Frenchman goes outside the window, sees the stroke man. Stroking a giant cock that represents all their cocks.
0: <laughs> oh, this is some
2: fucking symbolism. Am I going up Jacob's ladder or am I just busting the best nut of my life?
0: <laughs>
2: um, that last story really fucked me up, honestly. That last story, I woke up the next morning sweating. Because then I started reading Waiting for Godot. And all these stuff. You guys know that I... I have no
1: idea what waiting for good... Just explain it to me.
2: Okay, one second. You guys know that for the past five years, my mental issue has been struggling with I've been dead. Of course. And this is... I'm going through some sort of Jacob's Ladder. You guys... Stevie knows that because you've been actually listening, Stevie.
1: And you know that... the fucked up part is that I'm also experiencing it then for me. Because it's like... I'm just a character and you're Jacob's Ladder now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I've had my life, you know? Can I be the
0: popular character? Yeah, but I'm...
2: No, no, I'm the dead one. I I honestly, in my head, I have days where... Like, this is no joke. Literally, literally, I have days, like today, for the first half of the day, where I thought that I go through my head and it starts making me sick and I start throwing up because in my head, my literal thought is that I died three years ago when I took all those pills. In, In the... You didn't. In the $2,000 house across from Ken Park. Mm-hmm. Went to get all those pills. That's where I go back to that I died, right? Because <laughs> I've had... Because ever since then, I've been having these deja vus and seeing things over and over again, blah, blah, blah. And all these... Sh- and I've been experiencing all this shit that's in the Tibetan Book of the Dead or Jacob's Ladder or Waiting for Godot. This old play, which I'll... I can summarize for you guys if you want, but it is about... Two guys, me and in my head, Dino, who commit suicide in the future and who don't know they're dead for a couple of days and are experiencing death or, or for me, you know, just alone who died multiple years ago from an accident, drug overdose. And this whole time I've been going through the passage of death and I know that sounds really fucked up and I experienced it. That's why I see a, psychi- that's why I've been seeing a psychiatrist for the past four years like I deal with this, like it's it's something that I don't just pass this side. Like yeah, I deal with this professionally, you know. About, but, but uh, even last last year, last summer, this last summer, there was two days, there was a night where I thought there was a moment where I thought I had boom. That was the moment. Boom. I died. I thought I had died for at least two minutes. The TVs were off in my living room. Everything was right, and just in my headspace, I was crazy enough to where I thought I had actually died.
0: <laughs> and like, what'd you do during those two minutes? Did you get around to move? Or did I laid. You I laid
2: still. I laid still in my bedroom because I was there, and in the living room, my dad was sitting there watching TV. Right, and the TV went off.
0: Like, I the TV like, never up goes and, like, off. Been, like if I was dead, I would have gone to like my dad and be like, whoa. No, no, getting like, up. Am I dead? <laughs>
2: you start punching him in the nuts? <laughs> getting up. That's the thing, Marky. So <laughs> <laughs> Marky, that's the thing. <laughs> getting up and talking to my dad made me realize I wasn't dead. But for two minutes, I thought I was dead, right? Mm. And so that's the thing, that. thing I deal with, this Jacob's Ladder kind of issue, you know? <clears throat> of thinking I'm dead and going through this passage. So that last tale really fucked me up of this passage of death... Because I've seen that. I've seen even like the whole, like, so I knew that what I knew what that story was about before it ended because it has so much, um, so much other shit taken from stories about that, right? It has so much, uh, what's it called? Like something from a story that's obvious that it took,
1: Re- uh, homage,
2: not homages, but it has so much like references, obviously. Reference to this
1: influences
2: word. influences no like references oh obviously to like the passage of the dead like the Tibetan Book of the Dead, Jacob's Ladder type stuff. It has obviously so much um
1: callbacks. It, now I'm really confused.
3: Realities.
2: Um, just references.
0: References well, is the, that reference, the word I think? It yeah, references to Jacob's Ladder
2: and the Tibetan Book of the Dead and just passages. Yeah. Just the, the classic Catholic passage from life to death, you know, where they're riding with the ferryman, you know, and he gets out, and the ferryman won't stop the ride, and they're kind of pleading. They're they're all giving their thoughts on what humanity is, you know, and that the two men there are the reapers taking them to death, and even the thing from the hotel. When I once I knew they were going to a hotel, I'm like, that's perfect, cause so many religions. When you die and that moment where you meet your family again, you know, that moment that they, scribe, they describe where you meet all your loved ones that mattered anything into your life again, that moment always takes place in a large temple or a large house or a, like in Jabe's Ladder took place in his living room, but it always takes place in a large kind of ballroom where Speaking, you, can, that, where you meet your family again. Even, um, even, uh. The latest netflix show what's it called the haunting hill house when she dies she goes to a ballroom and she all that, loved that show
3: man she fucking she dug it it takes yeah, she'd watch yeah. that all like she just she power watched
2: and like if you go to religion that's what the passage is when you meet those people when you're at that part of the passage it takes place in a large kind of fancy room like that so even them going to the hotel at the end, I knew exactly what it was about. And it was the passage of death. You know? And it was so scary. And then the next day anyways. The next day it hit my mental uh, <clears throat> it hit my mental inact- inadequacies. The wrong way. And the day, remember the day I was putting money in my account to order shit? Mm-hmm. That morning, bro, I was up all morning like puking and shit. Because I was thinking about that. Thinking I was dead and thinking, having this memory of me and Dean in front of Zellers both dying at the same time and I was reading this play, Waiting for Godot or Godot whichever you want to pronounce it which is a play about two guys who are dead and they don't know it, It Reminded me of a dream I had once of me and Dean and it just, (coughs) that's what I mean, it just got me in this fucking weird, which I can acknowledge psychotic mental state that I was already dead for And for like three hours I was through that But it just for flamed, three it, hours, up, I flamed went through, it up Yeah it flamed it up And for three hours I went through that Then I was like I got self control I can do whatever Steve, I, I can call up Stevie and he can do whatever he wants Like we're not I'm not dead because we have all this decision I'm still alive and we're human You know like I could call you up and be like Hey Steve fucking I don't know fucking punch Punch the ground right now and you could punch the ground Or something, something simple like that you Red know? means
1: stop classic D- But yeah,
0: yeah, I went through that and it was fucking scary. Dude, would you have killed yourself if you called Steve and Steve was like, Hey Steve, like punch the ground he's like, But I can't do that. Yeah, us. I
1: can't punch the ground, man. No, I wouldn't kill my no I wouldn't kill <laughs>
0: myself
2: I would assume I was bus. already dead and I'd wait for oh, man. I'd wait for um the ferryman <sighs> to take me on to my afterlife. This
1: is a random speaking of age and death? Yeah. Uh, I have a friend whose uncle that she's really close with has, like, a bad brain disease. And uh, I always just conflate it to the brain disease to work for the joke. And lately, my big thing is I'm goofing on her because I just imagine he keeps forgetting who his son is. And, uh, like, I was doing the scenario where his son calls him up and tells him he's gay. And just say, just for the story's sake, say his son's name is Zach. And like so, the uncle with the brain disease he answers the call, and it's Zach, and he's like, "Dad, I'm gay," and then he turns to his wife, he's like, "Zach's gay," and then his wife goes, "Zach's gay," and then he goes, "Who's Zach?" <laughs> I just been making myself laugh, thinking about different scenarios. I like think that would work way. better. Forgets sp- his kids. I think
2: that would work better, <laughs> as like a skit, as like a writer's skit. I think
1: who's, that. Worked...
2: Who Zach? Because, because like that would work good as like a Simpsons episode, you know. <laughs> Telling it as a joke is kind of hard because you have to have that disconnect. But as a Simpsons it's episode, that great. I love
1: the idea of him forgetting his own son's who's name, that? like right after that, <laughs> you know, who's like
2: has Zach? got AIDS. What? Who, Zach's got AIDS. Who's Zach? That? <laughs> That's a Simpsons joke right then and there, dude. We wrote a
1: Simpsons spec. We fucking nailed it. We should be Emmy Award winning. Matt writers. Groner. Oh.
2: I'm Max house. Matt Groner. Me and Matt
1: Groner going out you're to the fucking uh, street. I can't, I won't say the name on the podcast, but her uncle is like, it. I don't know what his brain disease actually is. I don't know if it's Alzheimer's or what, but I always just make his disease like whatever I need it to be at the moment to make the joke. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, and then he shits his you're pants. You're a fantastic a person. You're, like, you're, you're, you're a really awesome things,
2: person, Braden.
1: Like with, <laughs> yeah, it's not even like a truly thing. You're a thing. really it's like,
2: good, moral, morally
1: good person. <laughs> I just say it to her face just to, like, go really, just to, just it's fun, you know? You say it to her face. Oh, yeah, we hang out, we have coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah, and see, I'm like, what if your my uncle... My brother's I'm a really like, good I'm just person. Like, just, what if your make uncle, fun of
2: people's dying family members. To the
1: face. I'm like, what if your uncle did this? And, uh, yeah. That's It's good stuff. But I think this is uh this is a good cast, man. Let's say goodbye to the. Is there anything more? On, no, 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 already? no, no,
2: no. There's something more. There's something more. There's something else that we did. There is definitely something else that we did. What about you guys?
1: Do you guys do anything? <laughs> we did something else, but uh, we, just, what about you we we watched something new.
2: Brayden, me and you, didn't
1: we? No, last thing we did was Buster. Bust you know what we chair. should do. Oh, we watched Fear. But I oh, watched
2: Fear for the first time.
1: I've talked about Fear in this podcast. already did you know, that in another podcast. Yeah, I've talked about podcast. Fear like I never watched, it. Times. I never oh, watched it. Fear. I never watched it. I want
2: to give my quick review. It's a movie oh, yeah. okay. Marky
1: Mark. It's really good.
2: I never watched it, and I want to give my quick review of it. Oh, do it. I agree
1: with Brayden. I agree with everything <laughs> Brayden, <laughs> Brayden said.
2: <laughs> I think it was just as entertaining as Brayden said. There are moments where you think William Peterson, a.k.a. Grissom, a.k.a. the dad, is definitely... Attracted to his daughter, Reese
1: Witherspoon,
2: which I think, yeah, which, for sure. Which, which there's I like think, an under
1: sexual undertone, there.
2: which you were like really attracted to Alyssa Milano. I think Reese Witherspoon looks hot as fuck in this movie.
1: Alyssa Milano way hotter in that movie. I don't to know. To me,
2: there's that one scene where Alyssa Milano's in a
1: thong, and that's hot. <laughs> you know but, what? I'm gonna walk up to Alyssa Milano, <laughs> give a world class sandwich. Who's it's Alyssa Mark Milano? Mark Wahlberg. Does Wait, a fantastic that's the end of my impression of a guy with a brain disease. <laughs> Mark,
2: Mark Wahlberg does a fantastic job <laughs> playing a this joke. scumbag no, who's just that? like, who can go easily from acting to like, hey, what's up, Mister So and So, to like being a scumbag. You just believe it as Mark Wahlberg. Also, the acting from William Peterson, aka Grissom from CSI, is really, 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 really better than this movie. Should have got. It's really pars above the rest of the movie. It's pars above <laughs> the writing and the direction. William Peterson's acting is pretty great. Is really good. Like, there's a scene where Marky Mark's like talking him off, right? Like, just like wanting, wanting William I'm Peterson. I'm trying to say ha- the
1: thing. Marky Mark is Marky Mark's dating his daughter in this movie, right? So, but it turns out Marky Mark's an abusive prick. So uh, Grissom confronts him, and he's like, "Stay away from my daughter." And Marky Mark's like. Starts tearing down all of his faults and all of his, like... It's and he's like, like, and he's If like, you've I'm- ever had a shitty father-in-law, it's like a fantasy scene. And at the end, he's like, and I know you're not taking care of things on your side of the house because if you weren't, your wife wouldn't be all over my stick. But anyways, <laughs> this whole so, time, Grissom,
2: the actor of Grissom, the guy who's just, he's silent the whole time, but he has a look on his face of anger, and also he has tears right below his eyes. Like, he's upset, too. It's the perfect angriness Where it's like you're angry, but you're not that cool angry. Where you're just like, now I'm going to fuck you up, son. It's that, like, honest emotion. I'm about to cry. It's (laughs) that honest emotion angry where you're like, I'm also about to cry. Like, my face is red. I'm just full of emotion.
1: Like, I just want to fuck you up. I'm about to cry and yell at you. And then top it off. And and it's really good acting. And Mark just starts pounding his chest like this, at King Kong. (laughs) And then you, you're like, why is he doing that? And then you find out he just lies to Reese Witherspoon and says his dad, her dad hit him.
2: My favorite part was my, our dad had a commentary that goes, oh, there's Max. Because <laughs> at times where I've had anxiety attacks and kind of mental breakdowns and started yelling, I've yelled at people and pounded my chest
0: while yelled at them. I was like, oh, there's Max.
1: <laughs> I, I think that's good.
0: Love that's how you get out of a fight. And be like if you just anything goes against you in any situation, he just immediately starts pounding your chest. Be
2: like, I do it. To, I think when I'm really mad and drunk and like having these insane breakdowns, I think I do it to try to like exp, like bass on my voice. Like I do it to try to add like a bass drum to my voice. Like <laughs> we will, we will rock you. Imagine that with a bass drum. But I'm like, fuck you i am a man i am a fucking man and you are all idiots and i fucking hate you and you're dumb and you're dumb and i need help you know it's that kind of it's that it's that it's that that, it adds like a punctuation it adds that punctuation to an anxiety
1: attack where it's like <laughs> hey, Crunchy that's that's fight. an
2: honest anxiety attack. I, I get
1: it. I get, no, I get it. That's why it's so funny, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's an honest. Yeah, it's
2: honestly, it's an honest anxiety attack. Yelling yeah. all that shit at no, people, I understand. Yeah, and okay. I hit my fucking chest. And my dad's like, "Huh? There's Max." Because <laughs> I dude, wake dude. up the next day with a bruised fucking chest, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> what did I do? Oh, oh. I got to apologize to everyone. Who am I blaming this on? <laughs> yeah." But I'm better now. I'm pretty. Um, I've done a lot of work. I think I'm a good per. I'm turning into a pretty good person. You're a
3: good bud. You're a good bud.
2: All Thank right, you, mate.
1: Let's call it. I'm
2: down. All right. This episode will be called Quake. Quake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> make make that Luke booty Machula. quake. <laughs> <laughs> who, okay, wait. Who fucked people in the ass and said it was called Quake? Lucas Machula. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that fucking... In yeah. case you want to look at mom's face. Actually, he, this podcast is Lucas would Max fuck...
0: Loves Lucas Mature. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh man. Max
1: sucks his dick for about half an hour. <laughs> uh, Lucas fucked her in the ass and called it a quake. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love how much he is great. I'm fucking... not much enjoyment you get. Uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Lucas, because I love it, like it. See, it feels like you forgot the original time I told you. It's like the first time I'm telling you all over again. It. It's just know. Lucas doing that. It's just I love you, Lucas. <laughs> uh, okay, that's a good way. I love you, Lucas. All right. She's that's been no
3: good. Feel but good people. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>